Is Drew Brees ready for a comeback or just ready for another close-up? We've also got Melvin Ingram heading over to join the Miami Dolphins and Jair Alexander sticking around in the NFC North. What kind of impact will that have in 2022? It's Luke Braun, Ross Jackson. We got you covered here on today's episode of Locked On NFL. You are Locked On NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. What is going on, football fans? It is another episode of Locked On NFL. Thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day every day here on the Daily Podcast. Keep you up to date with everything going on around the National Football League. It is Tuesday, so you've got Luke Braun at Luke Braun NFL, daily host of the critically acclaimed, uh, award-winning... Locked on, have Vikings. <laughs> Locked on Vikings podcast. And myself, Ross Jackson, the host of the illustrious... Locked on Saints podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. We appreciate you so much for being here with us, whether you're watching live or you're catching us later in the uh, podcast form. Or, of course, you can find us daily on YouTube as well. And, Luke, the biggest news of the offseason that won't really happen is Drew Brees returning to the NFL. No, it isn't. It's already Tom Brady anyways. <laughs> this would be, at best, second biggest news of the season, depending on your opinion of Aaron Rodgers. That's absolutely, that is absolutely factual. Look, here's what happened, okay? Here's, I want to be very, very clear about this from the very beginning. I never say never when it comes to the NFL. Tom Brady's retirement lasted all of 47 seconds. I think this is the closest I have ever been to saying no, never, absolutely not about any news. <laughs> this is the closest I've ever been to it. Do you understand how far you have to push me to speak is this in absolutes? More or less likely than Condoleezza Rice, GM of the Browns. Well, for for different reasons, I'm gonna say it's more likely than that. But <laughs> when it comes down to Drew Brees returning, okay, so let's set the story up here. But I'm just telling you right now, I don't buy this at all. And you have to push me pretty far no. to speak and in I absolute zeros. Does anyone want this? <laughs> That's my thing, right? Okay, so, so here's what happened. News broke that Drew Brees, who retired from the NFL before the 2021 NFL season, he ended up going to NBC, was a studio analyst there for the uh, Sunday Night Football, and then was also, along with Mike Tirico, the, doing the game calls for Notre Dame which was really cool because NBC, Mike Tirico, Drew Brees have a little bit of a connection all the way that dates all the way back to the 2006 dome return after Hurricane Katrina. It's a really special story, really cool stuff. But now you're looking at maybe a potential split there. And when that news came out, I take it that that wasn't supposed to come out or that Drew was a little like peeved about that coming out for one reason mm. or another. Either it's inaccurate or it's premature. But you either know, way, Florio broke it, right? Like right. he will burn a bridge like that. Yeah, which has like, been known to happen. He's in and he's in NBC. Like he's NBC yeah. Sports. So like it makes sense. Yeah. So he basically comes out and says, "Look, any reports that come out around me, whether it be about I, I, you know, I, I might return to NBC, I might go back to playing football, I might start training for pickleball, or you know, a senior golf tour, I might coach my kids' teams, or all of the above, I'll let you know." And the one thing that everyone took from that tweet was the innocuous, "I might play football again." Mm -hmm. And now people are seriously considering. Seahawks fans are wondering, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" Geno Smith and Drew Locke, fine. 
But hey, Drew Brees, you want to come back to the NFL? That's the catastrophe they deserve. <laughs> like the Seahawks deserve pain. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to Seahawks <laughs> fans. You deserve better. The, the Seahawks are negligent and they deserve pain. And that would exactly be the pain. I, it, all I can ever think about is 10 years ago, Donovan McNabb, last year of his career, played for the Vikings and he got benched for Christian Ponder. Like how mm. bad do you have to be? Mm. to get benched for Christian Ponder. And it was like just a, like he was that bad. It was absolutely yeah. the right decision. And all I can think about with these like, like just hang them up, man. Go coach your kids. Play pickleball. Those are great ideas. I would put more money on Drew Brees playing pickleball before I would put money on him playing football again. Like sure. easily. Like I don't think that Drew Brees wants to come back to football. Like his wife, Brittany, took to Instagram after he retired and laid out all the injuries that that guy went through in 2020. And just the ridiculous amount of stuff that he had to put his body through. And now you look at the New Orleans Saints team, right, which has gone out. They drafted Chris Olave. They signed Jarvis Landry. They grabbed Michael Thomas. And Michael Thomas and Chris and, and Jarvis Landry probably would be good fits with New Orleans. And I'm sorry, with Drew Brees, obviously, right, because they can work short and intermediate. But this is a team that's no longer worried about yards after catch. They're worried about air yards all of a sudden, right? And so now you've built this team around Jameis Winston. And then there's some people that are sitting there going, oh, 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 but, but, but if Drew Brees came back, he would be a better fit. And I just don't see that. I don't think that's true. Yeah, I don't know. I buy that he's thinking about it, right? Like, I mean, he said, he said is one of the things on the list. It's one of the things on the list. And maybe it's a thing that he is considering. Mm -hmm. I, too, would be pretty surprised if he actually landed on that and, and decided to actually come back and play quarterback again. That would be kind of wild. It would, I, I like everybody agrees that it would be a bad idea. I don't know. I, the world doesn't need this, man. Go coach your kids. <laughs> don't, don't get into business, though. That went bad last time. All right. Learn a well, lesson. Oh, I forgot. Yes. Business and philanthropy was the other thing that was on his yeah. list. Philanthropy is <laughs> great. Philanthropy is great. Philanthropy, we love that. Philanthropy, uh, maybe just don't get into like sales of any skincare products. Oh, like man. That, that right? was so tragic. Um, so that, that was so yeah. <laughs> so let's let let's just entertain it for a second because there is sort of Fine. like this extra. There's this extra piece to it. There is this extra piece to it. If Drew Brees were to return, Seattle feels like the only place that makes sense because he's not going back to New Orleans. And that's another reason, by the way, why I don't think that it's going to happen is because Drew has kind of consistently been New Orleans or nowhere, and I don't see New Orleans saying, "All right, Jameis, sorry, but we've got Drew back." I just don't see that taking place. But the big piece here that people have kind of asked about is that do, do the Saints own the rights to Drew Brees if he were to return? The answer to that is no. Okay, he oh, can okay. come back and join to any team. They have dead money on him because it oh, all but that contract's of, terminated. But the contract's done. Oh, okay. Because it was void years that they mm -hmm. ended up sort of accelerating, and then but it was post June one the cut, so then it rolled some of that extra money back into 2022. So he's still on the books for New Orleans, but the contract itself is terminated. So he can go and sign everywhere. It's not a situation like when Sean Payton decides to come back to coaching. And yeah, I said it like that on purpose because I think he will. The Saints will have to trade his rights. They would get nothing for Drew Brees coming back and going somewhere. Did I see, or was that fake? Did I see Sean Payton's Twitter banner is Fox Sports? It is indeed Fox Sports. He is joining Did Fox he just Sports. Spill the beans on that. that no, way? no, the report already came oh, out. Okay. The report already okay. came out. It was also Florio. He's headed to okay. Fox to be a studio analyst and fill in on off days for Jimmy Johnson, if I remember correctly. I oh. don't believe he's doing any game calls, but he'll be there in studio. 
I'm excited for that. I, I am. Sean too. Payton's going to be good TV. Oh, yeah. Uh, we have some more. There's a lot of news for the middle of May to I talk know, about. Here. We've got Melvin Ingram. We've got Jair Alexander extended on Monday. First things first, though, let me talk to you about the best tasting protein bar on the planet. Brand new flavor from Built Bar. Absolutely delicious. So I've been talking oh. about their Built Puffs for forever, the marshmallowy kind that tastes like uh, something you'd get in your, in your Easter basket as a kid. But it's mm. low sugar, low fat, low calorie, chock full of protein. Now they came out with a birthday cake flavor oh. of this. That's oh. still only nine grams of sugar in this whole thing. <laughs> I've got one right in front of me for the people at home. There's your crinkle. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's, it's degenerate. It's delicious. <laughs> it absolutely is the kind of thing you would want to eat at 2 a.m. after like a bad day and you can't sleep. But it's not going to knock you off the wagon. It's guilt-free, delicious snack. Whatever you want to buy, you can also still go get all their original flavors like chocolate raspberry or chocolate caramel or whatever. Go to built.com, enter promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and you can get 15% off of your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 at built.com. All right, everybody, continuing on with today's episode of Locked On NFL. It's Luke Braun at Luke Braun NFL, myself, Ross Jackson at Ross Jackson Nola. Thanks so much, as always, for making us your first listen of the day every day here on the show. For your second listen, I want you to go and check out Locked On NBA because they're doing something really cool right now. They're about to do like a lottery mock draft. So if you are oh. a team like my favorite team that's picking in the lottery, it can be some good entertainment for you with the NBA lottery later on on Tuesday. So, Luke, we talked about Drew Brees and his potential return to football. We'll see what happens. We both seem to be on the same page. It's not a great idea. No. What was a great idea, though, yeah. is the Miami Dolphins signing Melvin Ingram, or more importantly, Melvin Ingram joining the Miami Dolphins. This signing continues the really, I'll just, I'm just going to call it what it is, ball and off season that the Miami <laughs> Dolphins have had so far. We talked about it last week. Yeah. Yeah. They, it, it, and they continue now getting this veteran experience pass rusher that can come in and help to generate in a bit of a specialized role. So uh, what do you see with this signing Melvin Ingram heading to the Miami Dolphins plus minus where do you see the good things here? I mean, having that presence is always good, right? Like mm -hmm. he's, got all the experience and um, he's been used in the past, especially in some of his charger days as a sort of roving presence and that like versatility, mm -hmm. um, you know, kind of point him at a, at a guy and fire him. Um, mm -hmm. And that I think can pay a lot of dividends for the dolphins defense. But honestly, the dolphins defense already feels like a fairly complete unit to me. Mm -hmm. So this is just gravy. And eh, at his age, you know, who knows how much you get out of him. That's all fine. And it's all a matter of, you know, the contract matches up with that and stuff. But it's just like a, another cool piece to what is turning out to be kind of, I think, like a pretty underrated roster. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I, I what I like about this signing is that you get that veteran presence. He's going to be 33 all season long for the Miami Dolphins. He's going to be able to come in and sort of have a little bit of that veteran-like leadership impact, but he should still have a bit of an impact on the field. Now, it's important not to expect the 2017, 18, 19 mm -hmm. Pro Bowler, right? But you can still expect him to have a little bit of an impact here. Uh, he's got 51 career sacks between 2015 and 2019, so three years after he was drafted up until the third year, third most recent year that he's played, 
43 of those sacks took place in those five <laughs> years. Since then, he's got two, one of which with the Kansas City Chiefs last year, one of which with the Pittsburgh Steelers last year. He, of course, played with the Chiefs and Steelers last year and was drafted by the then San Diego Chargers in 2012. The role that I like best for him is letting him be kind of like a stand-up pass rusher mm-hmm. from the second level. Because then you get to take his... He still has a bit of quick quick twitch ability. He's still extremely strong, and he's a very, very good uh, pressure generator. I don't want to just say sack artist, because again, no. we haven't seen that very much, but he's a pressure generator, right? And doing that while allowing him to end up in situations where he's potentially matched up with a tight end or a running back, I think really allows you to maximize what he can do to opposing quarterbacks. Yeah, and that is really reminiscent of... Zadarius Smith with Mm. the Packers Mm -hmm. and he would talk about that rover role a lot where Mm -hmm. he was kind of his film study responsibility over the week would be find whichever offensive lineman is worst and then tell the coach and then the coach says okay you'll line up against that guy all day (laughs) and that that can be what you do with with Melvin Ingram and however many snaps you get look they paid him one year 4.4 million dollars they are not expecting an all pro season out of this guy right um the contract will always tell you what the team really thinks Mm -hmm. and it it what they think is this is a guy that that is what the Vikings paid Sheldon Richardson last year. Mm. A guy that's going to come in, play a role, be a, a, a valuable piece, but it's not like you're building around him. That is already a built unit. And now you're just kind of hanging pictures on the wall and that, that rocks. Yeah. It's really solid. Like it's a solid move for them. And I think that the other piece that's really important around all this is how it complements the rest of the defense because now you're able to maximize this pass rush as mm-hmm. best as you can with Phillips and then you've got Andrew Bell, you got Jerome Baker. Like you have these pieces that are going to be able to generate some pass rush for you already, right? And then you add Melvin Gordon, excuse me, Melvin Ingram to that. And then you have these other pieces like Javon Holland and you, you have uh, uh, Byron Jones and you had the big extension for Xavier Howard earlier this offseason. Mm-hmm. And so now all of a sudden you're generating pressure. And even if you don't get the sacks there, you might disrupt the passer on a pass attempt, which leads to an interception. And you have one of the best ball hawking corners in the NFL waiting for exactly that to happen. You have rangy secondary players waiting for that to happen to, you know, for Melvin Ingram to just make contact with a quarterback as he's releasing the ball. And then a duck goes up in the air and all of a sudden they can beat opposing receivers to it. Those moments happen when you make these like undervalued kind of low level quote unquote signings. Now this is Melvin Ingram. We're not really talking about a low level player here, but we are talking about, as you mentioned, a low level contract, $4.4 million in a one year deal. So those are the moments that it ends up making an impact for you. So if you can get, let's say, gosh, one or two impact plays out of Melvin Ingram every three games, all of a sudden, $4.4 million is well, well, well worth it, especially in a 17-game season and in a tough situation in the AFC East where we've watched this Miami Dolphins team now go 9-8 and and 10-6 and in the last two seasons and not make the the playoffs. Yeah. 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 So is this signing, not necessarily the signing, is this offseason enough to get the Miami Dolphins over the hump? Now, you and I both took them to not make the playoffs this year, uh, but they're that's very, just, that's very more close. about the AFC than it it's is more about the Dolphins. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's not because really an evaluation they, of them because they absolutely can. And I think I rem- if I remember, we both agreed that like we wouldn't really be shocked if they right. did. It's just if we had to pick one. Here's the deal. Football is a sim is my favorite word. Symbiotic. It is a symbiotic mm-hmm. sport. Lockdown Vikings listeners are sick of hearing that word. 
I was senseless, <laughs> locked on senselessers too. I can promise you that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and when you have a guy like Ingram who can say loop, uh, like mm, on a stunt, mm-hmm. right? Line up in Spinner. one gap and loop around mm-hmm. to another one, right? When he, and he has that athleticism and he could still be a straight pass rusher and, um, you know, you can be that tricksy with him. What it allows you to do is stuff like sub out your nose tackle for a series and put in your backup yeah. nose tackle and all he has to do is crash into the guard. He doesn't need to beat him on a pass rush. He doesn't need to really be, just needs to be like a body pointed in the right direction and mm-hmm. you can rest your, your nose, that's the kind of impact that that can have. And then suddenly Fantastic. everybody gets a little bit better. You know, rising yep. tide lifts all boats, that kind of thing. Yep. Um, I'm happy for the Dolphins. I think they can legit contend for a wild card spot with the Patriots. Um, I, I don't think I'm quite at the level. I'm just too high on the bills to say that the, the yep. division is anybody but theirs right now. Um, but it's really exciting. Another team that probably has their division wrapped up, pains, painful as it, as, as it is for me to admit, is the Green Bay Packers. They re-signed Jair Alexander. Uh, the lions and bears are flirting with just like not existing anymore. The Vikings are just sort of floating. Uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit. First, let me talk to you about your car. It's a uh, rainy season in a lot of parts of the country. And that means you have to have your windshield wipers set. If that's, that's streaky, that can get real dangerous real fast as that rubber continues to wear and tear, but you don't have to go get your entire windshield wiper replaced. That's really expensive. Just a little blade. And you can get that at rockauto.com for less than $4. Just go to rockauto.com, enter your, make your year and your model, just measure, make sure you're getting the right inches, and you can just slide it off and on. That's it. You don't need to go to a mechanic. You don't need to do any of that. Total DIY, easy, easy enough. Um, you can get anything your car needs at rockauto.com from if you're a t- total DIY gearhead and you're looking to replace something from total scratch you can get all the parts you need if you just want to uh get repairs but a little bit cheaper and you need a part that the mechanic's going to upcharge you for they might make you spend 30 50 even 100 percent more but rock auto can get that same part from the same manufacturer shipped directly to your door and you're going to save money doing it so head on over to rockauto.com and whatever it is you buy let them know that locked on sent you rock auto amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need All right, everybody, wrapping up today's episode of Locked On NFL. Luke, man, that that whole like windshield wiper blade just feels like an absolute cheat code, like like in like IRL it's, cheat code, like real yeah. real glitch in the matrix type stuff. Cars are just parts, man. <laughs> Cars are just parts, man. Luke and so wrong. are the Green Bay Packers, <laughs> yes. who extended Jair, who extended a very important part to their machine. Jair Alexander, I think you have the details. Very well done. Yeah, this is a huge contract. This is an absolutely (laughs) outstanding contract. So it's about $21 million per year. You're basically looking at a four-year, $84 million contract, $31 million in the first year. Now, a lot of that, of course, is a signing bonus. Yeah, it's cash flow, right? Right, right. Cap it. Not cap it exactly. And so it's, it's a really great contract structure. It's fantastic for the player of course, with Jair Alexander. But man, this is such a a great, great extension and a great move by the Green Bay Packers who are kind of almost alone in the NFC. Like, who are the contenders in the NFC? Green Bay Packers, Tampa Bay, right? Yep. Rams. The Rams, that's that's a few. 
Um, I, I think the Cardinals and 49ers could put some stuff together if they really wanted to. You've, I think you've got a wild card over there with your Saints. Oh, Cowboys. Um, Cowboys in the NFC Cowboys, East. of course, in the mm-hmm. NFC East, and then just nice. a factory of sadness kind of everywhere else. <laughs> That's kind of I it. like the Eagles roster, but maybe I, it's, I'm really high on their draft, and I might be overreacting to the like immediate impact that would have. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's The NFC is very bleak, and the AFC is where all the power is. Yeah. Um, but that means, you know, Everybody in the NFC is going to have a weak schedule, right? And right. then suddenly, and somebody ends up winning ten games that absolutely shouldn't—that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But with the Packers, so the thing about a contract is, I, people get really bogged down in the numbers, and every number sounds big. Like, oh my god, fifteen right. million dollars is a life-changing amount of money. But in the NFL, a fifteen million dollar contract these days with this new cap environment right. is modest. Yeah. Uh, this is a twenty million dollar hit that is basically uncuttable next year and not really restructurable either because of how big the cap hits are in future years there's not really anywhere to put the money so the packers will be paying market rate a lot for jair alexander and i don't think a single packers fan is going to be upset about that no like this dude's worth it and in the nfc north in particular the receiver situation in the nfc north is bleak um i mean you've got the packers themselves relying on a couple rookies which mm-hmm. obviously Jair won't play against them except practice, right, right. but you have the Lions who signed like DJ Chark and Jamison Williams, if healthy, like we don't even know if he's right. going to be ready to start the season. Um, there's the Bears who are in a new concoction of hell where they have like 18 <laughs> receivers on their roster. And I think two of them are like rosterable. Right. <laughs> I don't know what that, that's a very bleak situation around Justin Fields. And so that means at least four games a year, um, you get Jair Alexander going up against somebody who is absolutely outmatched by Jair Alexander. Yeah. This is a very good opportunity for Jair Alexander to not only prove that he's worth the contract, but to start pulling together accolades. Yeah, it's it's a really there's always sort of the question around these big contract extensions, and even even in some cases free agency signings. Are you paying for what you've seen already, or are you paying in terms of projection? And I think with Jair Alexander, you're in a unique situation to where you're kind of paying for both. Like he doesn't sure. have the big. He's 25. Inter- yeah, right. Like he's only 25 years old. He doesn't have the big interception numbers. He's only got five career interceptions so far. But you have to look beyond that. You have to look at things like what's the completion percentage when he's targeted? Well, 68, 64.8% his first year. Not so great. After that, below 55% every single season. So when you look at all that, yards per completion have been around 10 yards the last two seasons. That's outstanding. Because that means not only is he good in coverage because he's sticking to his receivers, but he's also making tackles at the catch point. He's not allowing a ton of yards after catch. These are the things that you start to look at as an organization and say, okay, there's something here. A lot of fans and a lot of people who are looking inward to the NFL will want to look at the interception numbers, the pass breakup numbers, the pass defense numbers, things like that. But you have to consider, is your starting corner that's going to see, you know, a thousand snaps in a season, 900 snaps in a season, is that player going to be a, let's say, liability in the perimeter run game, for instance? Jair Alexander is not. And I think that's mm-hmm. such a huge benefit in terms of the additional piece beyond coverage that you get with a, with a corner like this. Yeah, it just the draft is so fresh in my mind and scouting all the corners for the draft, Sauce Gardner and Derek Stingley mm-hmm. and all these guys. The, the first question you ask is, can this guy be a shadow corner? Right. And that means, you know, you're going up against the Vikings and Justin Jefferson 
Do you have Jair Alexander? Is he good enough to match up with Justin Jefferson all day? Or do you need to play sides and do scheme and double cover and all that stuff? Or do you just have a guy that can take him? Jair Alexander, the Packers will do that. They did that with uh, Stefan Diggs before. Um, and mm-hmm. then Adam Thielen for a bit. And now, now Jefferson is the number one guy in Minnesota. Um, they will have Jair Alexander shadow. And that is schematically, if we're going to go back to symbiotic, mm-hmm. so valuable to have one guy now Justin Jefferson is accounted for. The rest of your defensive scheme is now focused on everything else that could go on in the play, and you just had to spend one dude to get rid of their best dude. That is yeah. what Jair Alexander gives you, and you can put him on the field comfortably without worrying about you know any costs in run defense like you mentioned and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. He's got enough of the all-around skill set where that's not a costly thing. It's just a guy that can erase someone good. And yep. when you're looking, if you if, for me, for a stat, for a shadow corner, I want to look at targets. How often did the quarterback think he could throw there? And then if he got a lot of targets, did he get a lot of production? Is this a Deion Sanders thing where he's like tricking you? Um, Or is it if he didn't get a lot of targets, I think that tells you what you need to know. If the guy's not open and he's going up against everybody's Terry McLaurin all day, that is what Jair Alexander can be. And so I don't know. There there are certain players that I don't think a contract can feel too high for until you get like totally beyond the pale. hundred million a year. It's insane, right? But Jair Alexander is one of those guys. It's like, yeah, just pay, pay the dude whatever it costs. Yep. Keep him in the building forever. And the, the Packers finally, at long last, <laughs> 15 years of Ted Thompson letting Casey Haywards out the door. They finally keep a corner in house. It's so good to see. So good to see, especially for a guy, Peter Bukowski, over at Lockdown Packers, who I know is pumped about this uh, this extension. So it's going to be good. And, and it kind of operates a little bit opposite what we just talked about with Melvin Ingram, right? Like Melvin Ingram making some splash plays every now and then helps to make your secondary better. If Green Bay struggles a little bit early in the season to figure out their pass rush, very little to worry about in the passing game because of that shadow corner effect that you just talked about with Alexander. Great signing or a great extension, great move for that Packers mm-hmm. front office. A total no-brainer move. Good to have it done. No controversy. Ready to go. Jair Alexander locked down until he's almost 30. So tomorrow on the show, you got Tony, you got James. I'm sure there's going to be more stuff to talk about. This offseason kind of kind Ugh, of flying. Will it's, not it's, sleep. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever it is, we'll see you all doing all that stuff tomorrow. Uh, in the meantime, check out Peacock and Williamson. Go check out Locked On NBA, like Ross said. See you all tomorrow on the Locked On NFL podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.